In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel live broadcast and subsequent podcast. Today, we are starting an exciting new series that I personally feel very passionate about. It's called Last and Proud of It. So basically, I've reached a stage where I am, in a nice way, kind of pretty nonplussed about elite, elite athletes winning races and setting records. Um, I used to be really in awe of all these lofty achievements, but I think I have a lot more in common with, and I'm even more in awe of all the people in the middle of the pack like me, the back of the pack like me, and the person who comes last of all, um, also like me. <laughs> so this, this new series celebrates the normal ultra runners who come last in some of the UK's most famous races and are quite rightly very proud of their amazing achievement. Um, just like us, these unsung heroes have busy, stressful lives filled with jobs, kids, pets, relatives, mental or physical health issues and injuries. Their training and racing has great highs and terrible lows, but they keep on running and jogging and walking and even crawling to that finish line. So we're here today to find out what did it take? What was their training like? How did the race pan out? How did they beat all those cutoffs against the odds? And in particular, what hard-won golden nuggets of advice can they give to us normal ultra runners about this race in particular? ultra running and life in general. So today is the first episode is about the infamous arc of attrition 50 miler down in Cornwall which I'm about to do in January. So here we've got the real life training and racing story from the last place finisher in 2023. It's the incredible, the amazing Lizzie Hughes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome Lizzie, how are you doing today? Yes, really well, thank you. Probably uh, a lot like um, other people, trying to finish off Christmas bits and bobs around the family and everything else. So yeah, really good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sparing the time. I know you're really busy, especially at this time of year. It's the last thing that I'm doing before Christmas work-wise, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, I've got so many questions for you, Lizzie, about the arc, but just before we okay. get started, <laughs> I just need to mention that this podcast and broadcast is sponsored by NAC Sports Nutrition, who make a long-lasting energy bars, waffles and drinks using high-quality sustainable ingredients. I use this, their Ultra Energy Berries and Nuts Bar, on my last training session, and I really like the taste. It's not overly sweet. Um, it sort of tastes like that raspberry licorice, the nice fruity stuff that you can get from the health food shop. Doesn't really taste of licorice, just kind of fruity, but not too sweet and it's easy to chew as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to using these and more products from NAC on my Arc of Attrition 50 this January. Go to NAC.com for more. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> That's the adverts done. So now, Lizzie, let's get on to the arc and your story so let's wind the clock back from your fantastic arc 50 bit of background tell us about your running history how did you first get into running um so i've been running pretty much uh, all of my 
life, I guess. Um, when when I was really young, uh, we used to get involved in something called hashing. Um, and I know that's sort of like a countrywide thing. So my dad would always take us um, on a Sunday and you sort of cover about four miles really, really slowly. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a real feel good thing. Uh, when I was at secondary, I then got involved in the cross country uh, team. Uh, my sister was there already. And so it's kind of like a natural step for me. And she's a fantastic athlete even now as well. Uh, so she's a real inspiration to me. Um, through uni, uh, well, through college, I did a little bit. Through uni, I did more athletics. Um, but then sort of in my adult life, I've done lots of half marathons, marathons. Um, actually, in 2018, um, I completed the Ironman in Bolton. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that was really incredible. And um, I, generally speaking, I sort of get dragged into these things by friends. You'll be like <laughs> sat down having a coffee or someone will message you and say, oh, have you seen this? And I'm like, oh, God, all right, go on then. And then as it gets closer, I'm like, oh, why have I done this to myself? Um, so the arc was like that. And so was the Ironman sort of getting dragged in by oh, wow. friends. But what kind of friends do you have? Like I'm uh, the lunatics. most extreme of all my friends. <laughs> They're like, they think yeah. what I do is bad. They're like more likely to be dragging me yeah. to the cinema. <laughs> no, they really, really put me to shame. I've got some really uh, amazing uh, friends who do, you know, fantastic things uh so you know I sort of try and follow a little bit in their footsteps and um and you know take inspiration from others I guess yeah oh that's amazing so you've been a runner all your life and and what's yeah. your day job uh, so I'm a teacher so I work in secondary um I'm a science teacher um so that can be quite full-on uh particularly if you're running a practical you've got 30 kids with Bunsen burners and you're just looking around thinking what, what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah 30 so, young kids no. with flames flamethrowers yeah. basically <laughs> yeah god yeah yeah so it sounds <laughs> it's like... a great job and I'm I'm really you know I love it it's fantastic it's it's a great career to have yeah it sounds like a full-on yeah. job and did you mention yeah. that you have some kids as well uh, yes, yeah, so I've got two children. Um, so Rory is four. Um, so after I had the Iron Man, uh, sorry, after I did the Iron Man, I had him, uh, and then I've got my daughter Nola, who's two. Um, and that's actually kind of how I uh, decided to do the arc. Um, I had a friend running it, and I came out to cheer him on. And she would have been about I don't know six, seven months old. And I was like, I need to get, I need to get my butt back in action, start doing something again. Um, and so I spoke to him afterwards. He's like, Yeah, sign up. I'm doing it again next year, and I expect he'll be on the start line again this year awesome yeah. oh brilliant yeah. okay so that's what made you sign up to the arc um, um yeah what was your first ultra then can can you recall uh yes yeah, so actually um it was the rats uh, on the south coast um so i don't know if you would have heard of it so there's a couple of options there but um as you know as someone who's going to do the arc you need to have a qualifying race um so my qualifying race was signing up for um the rats and it was uh 30 come over it's 33 or 34 miles but yeah something along those lines okay. um so yeah and a Cornish coast again so really beautiful um lovely place to run but a, a real shock to the system when you think about doing your marathon and going oh you know it's only a few more miles on top of that but as any runner will say it's a, a lot of it is the headspace isn't it really the mental game with something like that yeah and that's yeah. A, so the rat um that's organized by mud crew as well that put on yeah. the arc so yeah. yes and being down in cornwall there it was a good choice yeah. for you yeah. yeah absolutely yeah okay and so yeah. you've told us a little bit about the arc but for somebody listening to this podcast or broadcast that has never heard of the arc before the arc yeah. of attrition um can you tell us a little bit about the race like where does it start yeah. and finish the route like what's it like underfoot yeah, so it's really beautiful. So you start at the Minac Theatre um, and they have everybody down at the bottom. So where um, a play would be given. So if anybody wants to have a look, um, you know, there's it's such a picturesque place. There's loads of uh, options on Google to have a look at what the start line is like. Absolutely beautiful. It's um, on the edge of the, uh, the cliff, yeah. isn't it? On Right on the yeah. cliff edge of that theatre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they've got, you know, a couple of beaches around from it. One that's a real scramble to get down to, but it's just in completely stunning. Um, so, yeah, so it's really, really beautiful. But you get dropped off by the buses and you walk sort of... I know mile half a mile to get down to the Minac um they've got like coffee stations set up and it's always that weird thing with um a long race where you start and it's like I don't know six o'clock in the morning and everywhere else is dead quiet but we sort of like scramble in and there's a real buzz around the place and I think I'm trying to think now I'm pretty sure we saw a dolphin on the morning yeah it was a dolphin on the morning wow. I don't think it was a dolphin or a seal but yeah we saw a, a dolphin on the on the morning of it wow. and they announced it on the PA system and everyone's like looking out to sea and it was yeah it was really special oh that's lovely because um, yeah, yeah did you see the sunrise then like over over the yeah. sea over the horizon yeah 
yeah really gorgeous I've still got pictures now actually and I think you look at them and just think wow like what a, what a great start to a race um yeah. so they they start you all off down there um and then they uh get their flares going um and you uh, run out from the bottom sort of all up the steps and there's um like funny tiered seating that people all scramble up um and then you uh get out onto the course just like from the top of there um but I think probably from from being a cross country runner, it's always that thing of you've got to get a great head start. So you like really boom out of there. And it sounds funny because I came last. I think I've got to get a great start. I don't want to get stuck behind anyone. Um, but but I think that's just an ingrained thing, isn't it? So um, yeah, so I, I had a really good start. And uh, one of the amazing athletes who were um, interviewed at the start of the race, she ended up coming past me, and I was like, I must be in a real good point if I <laughs> must have really started well if she's having to come past me. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. <laughs> Awesome. So it yeah. starts at Minak in Porthcarno yeah. and then you yeah. head over to the Eco Park in Porth Tawan, um, 50 right. miles with 2,300 yeah. metres of ascent. Um, yes. is, is it all along the coast then? Is it pretty easy to navigate? Yeah. So yeah, relatively easy to navigate. I think the only point where I was a bit like, oh, and considering, you know, I've grown up down here, I do a lot of walking on the coast. And the only point where I got a bit stuck was coming sort of uh, from Portreath across the Porth Tawan. And there's like a fork in the road where you can't tell whether you're going to go down, or you're going to go up. Um, and, you know, being so close to the finish line and yeah. I was really close to the final cutoff, I'm there like head in my hands thinking, oh, I don't know what, which way to go. And I know if I go the wrong way, you know, it could mean me sort of capping out. And uh, yeah, so go left there if you're, okay. <laughs> if you're in a similar point to me. <laughs> if in doubt, go left. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's really dark. Um, so it's, it's hard. And, you you know, you start off with your torches, but I don't know, it's quite disorientating. So yeah, yeah, go left. <laughs> go left. Okay, go left. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. That's it. That's good to yeah. know. Um, definitely, I'll need that information yeah. for sure. Um, and underfoot, what is it? I've heard that it can be really muddy. Yeah, so um, there's a point that really sticks in my mind where they've got like, there's a lot of boulders. So it's along the, uh, the coast path, but underneath it's quite marshy. And, you know, it has been raining quite a lot recently. So you might have quite similar terrain. Um, and there's just like really big granite boulders that you're kind of like going from one to the next. So there's no real pace and it's quite jarring. Um, and, you know, there's a few scrabbles like that come to the end of um, Gwenver Beach and you're trying to go up like little jumps up in the step. And, you know, the people ahead of you are struggling. So you're just it's that sort of stilted stop start stop start so yeah it can be a real challenge um and I just feel I guess feel quite unnatural when you're used to being out road running or even coast running when you're on your own um you really do set your own pace you stop when you want you carry on when you want um but yeah that that's a real a funny one yeah 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 so the train's difficult then it's not just a run it's like yeah a, a bit of scrambling by foot yeah as well. definitely yeah. definitely yeah. yeah okay and so just before we come on to the actual race that you ran yourself yeah. and you achieved this amazing thing um were there any barriers to our training that you had to overcome like were there any like difficulties that you found in that training process yeah definitely so you know with all the best intentions to get out and run as much as you can busy life kids my husband works away so it's really hard to get out and um you know you get two days for a weekend um and then you don't want to be out running for like four five six hours so it's really difficult to sort of like get those miles under your belt um and I definitely didn't train as much as I'd like to um and I remember thinking to, I used to have a piano teacher who'd say this thing to me you know if you prepare if you uh, fail to prepare you must prepare to fail and I was like well <laughs> I've definitely I definitely failed to prepare as much as I'd like to but absolutely no circumstances am I gonna uh, miss out on finishing this so I was just like I've got to sort of put my mental ahead of my physical and just you know keep reminding myself I can do this um you know I've, I've done endurance things before like the Ironman where I've had to keep going and sort of overcome that and and I guess it's kind of I don't know if you've ever had this in the in a race um but I've had it before where you have this sort of elation where you feel like oh my god I can actually do this like <laughs> look how far I've come like I'm gonna finish this no matter what I'm gonna finish it um and I you know you can get on a real high with that and that can drive you through for such a long way feeling like you know I can't believe I'm gonna do it kind of thing and and I definitely had that in the race yeah. um but yeah so um I did a lot of um, other bits as well, things that I could fit in. So uh, we've got a spin bike at home. So I'd make sure I got on that and spin. So, you know, keeping my CV up, even if I couldn't get out and run because I've got the kids at home, I could get on the bike and do a couple of hours or whatever it might be. Um, I really enjoy CrossFit. So I'd go that, do that. And that'd be a lot of strength training, but also cardio as well. So for me, uh, training isn't just, you know, completely running. There's a lot of strength and, and other bits involved as well. Yeah, well, that's good to know yeah. about the biking as well. We've got, um, uh, yeah. Steve's got the, like, Zwift yeah. thing on his bike down yeah. in the garage, so maybe I should yeah. hop on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's quite nice, isn't it? T turn your legs over, keep your hips feeling good. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the CrossFit, was that like a class that you went to? Or is that just like on YouTube that you follow along and you can stay at home where the kids are? Um, yeah, so some, so we've got a Peloton account and so they've got um, like bodyweight exercise on there that I'll do. But if I go to a CrossFit class, it is something that I do sort of uh, outside of the house. It's a class that I go to in Truro. Um, but for me, that's also my social, which probably sounds a bit funny. But, you know, yeah, a lot of my friends I have made through sport. Um, so, you know, I, I love going to a Friday evening class and everyone's like in a great mood because work's over. And yeah, it's just really a, a nice thing to do, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Oh, that's brilliant. And so um, what is was there a weekly sort of mileage that you got to or like a weekly amount of ascent that you did did you have a plan in mind for your weekly training uh not not as not as such um you know that is something that you know a lot of people are really good at being disciplined at but that's not that's not something that I was able to do um just because of the nature of my job and my home life um but I think going out and uh you know doing what you would do on the day so getting out and doing uh, challenging parts of the coast pass so um you know northern end of Cornwall there's some really challenging um uh runs that we can do and there's uh, obviously you know the finish uh, end isn't that far from me so I live in Perrinport uh, and the finish is in Port Tower and so they, those places aren't too far apart um, so it's quite easy for me to go and practice things like the steps um, because at the end there's like uh, two sets of down up down up that you know once you're once you're exhausted it's so hard on your legs so that okay. was good to kind of get a feel for um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that in um, one of Lloyd Purvis's videos because because I'm yeah. not anywhere near Cornwall it's like five yeah. seven hours drive away from yeah. me I've been watching the run for adventure films that he does yeah. and I cool. saw those steps and they look yeah. evil right at the end so yeah I need yeah. to find some steps <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I really really would recommend it because it's kind of that uneven feeling and uh, because it's towards the end like my hip were really bad my knee was really bad um so you know going up and down there I was just like I was like I can't do this I can't do this and I had my sister saying to me a few times like come on you can do this and I was like I know I can I just don't want to like I've had enough like I want to go back I'm tired I'm cold I'm hungry but you, it's like the emotions of the race isn't it it's it's a full-on day yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well that's interesting that you said that you practice on those steps because um we have a question mm. from Lloyd Watkins who's one yeah. of my patrons on the channel and he, hello he wants to know um uh, uh, what preparation or recce's did you do, if any? So you've sort of answered that question. I think he's down to yeah. the hundred this year. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, done lots amazing. of hundreds before. He's pretty yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. He said, "I did the Atlantic Coast Challenge back in October, and I'm planning on the Jurassic Coast Challenge in March. Are they useful oh, wow. events to do?" Um, so they're not ones that I have done. Um, so I wouldn't be able to, to comment on that. Um, and maybe some other people on the podcast have, uh, or on the on your chat have done them. So they might be able to weigh in. But they're not ones that I have done. Um, but I'd say if you're going to do this, um, the sections near... Um, uh, the section that goes under Zena is a really good one to look at because there's steps in that one as well. Um, the bouldering coming to the end of Gwemba is really good to look at as well. Um, if you are not familiar with the area, I'd have a really close look at coming through the dunes um, on the other side of Hale um, because uh, that's quite difficult. Um, there's a bit along the coast path from uh, St Ives to Hale that I got lost on and that's somewhere that I've walked uh, many times but because it's dark because you're tired uh, I took a wrong turn there and that was a you know frustrating mistake but um, if I was not familiar with the dunes coming through Hale I would have you know got completely lost and I was getting really close to the end to the cap off time um, so it was stressful you know you're just like and I was uh, with two un two other runners who were in a similar position and we were just like <gasps> you know we have to try and find these markers in the sand but you're not seeing one point to the next is really really challenging so that is something that I would look at personally um, and then probably something that he already knows but training with your food whatever you're going to eat that's what I would train with as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's really, really good advice there. And like, did you have, um, did you do any other preparation as well? Like, I know there's all the training, like the physical training that you can do. But like, yeah. was there anything like unusual on the mandatory kit list that you had to go and get? Or like, um, yeah, yeah. a collapsing you... cap. <laughs> and so yeah. I was so lucky. My friend who I was telling you about, um, who's done it a few times, he said to me that he had a spare one and a whistle. Because uh -huh. there are two things I didn't have. Uh, you also have to have like a bivy bag. So if, if all goes wrong and you're in a 
difficult place and they need to come and get you you have to have like a little survival bag um, and I borrowed those so at school we're really lucky we do a lot of outdoor ed um, so some of the guys at work were able to lend that to me um, so yeah just the kind of thing that you you would never have unless you were doing a race and that's sort of their safety procedure so collapsible cup whistle and the bivy bag were things that were sort of a, a throw for me yeah so you had to gather yeah. those and then were yeah. there um, are there any Cornish place names that that people always pronounce wrong that we really should shouldn't be coming to Cornwall oh and saying God. <laughs> not along that path I don't think um well, you know good. I think it's yeah yeah <laughs> they're all pretty straightforward guess, are they yeah I, I well I mean I think so but just because I'm from here but you know you get things like um Roach along the A30 people call Roche or there's one called Delabole people call Delabole and things like that that are quite funny um, but I think you know along that stretch it's quite straightforward and there's a lot of really popular um, bits for um, for tourists so I think that's a, another yeah. one that makes it a little bit easier as well hopefully there's ones you've heard of but um, yeah, yeah feel free to message me after if you're like oh what, a, what on earth is this yeah put it in the YouTube comments anyone yeah. who wants to know yeah because um, yeah, it's like our, our sat nav um, in the past yeah. you know ages ago when we had sat navs it said yeah, uh it, we, we live near peterborough um and yeah. it called it peterborough yeah perturborough in yeah. 30 minutes feeling very exotic yeah. <laughs> yeah um and did you have a plan around nutrition like were you are you like a jelly babies person or are you like into certain uh, sports nutrition no i really like proper food um so i don't know it just makes me feel a bit sickly um things like gels i really don't get on with well like if i'm struggling to eat um you know like when you get a really dry mouth and things like that and you're like oh i really you know can't stomach anything um I would make sure that I would eat something like a jelly baby um I had a gel in my bag because you have to have a gel in your bag to show that you've got a certain amount of nutrition with you um but they're not things that agree with me um so I like cutting up pizza really really tiny like chunks of pizza um so you have to have a backpack but I also carried a bum bag with me on the day okay um, so I had a pack of jelly in there because that's a little bit more me, a little bit more moisture. Um, and then I had my tiny little chunks of um, pizza. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have some homemade granola, which is like full of nuts and sugar. Um, and that just, you know, I feel that, that fuels me really well. Oh. Um, try and keep an eye on time and just be making sure I'm eating regularly, like every half an hour. I'm just like taking a little bit in, taking a little bit in. Um, and then I used a camelback, which I know that a lot of people use as well. Um, and I took tablets with me. So I wasn't just having water. I was mm -hmm. popping those in and keeping my uh, sort of iron levels, iron levels um, quite balanced or, or trying to. Yeah, um, like electrolytes but, and things. In yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Um, so like, as I'm telling you this, I'm just remembering. Um, I had like, I don't know if you've had this before on like endurance runs um, where like you get your fingers swell up. Oh, um, on so, hikes I have, yeah, like yeah. when your hands are like down here swinging yeah. around, yeah. Yeah, so I had that on the run and I kept like, you know, putting my arms above my head, like crunching my hands, but that's something I really um, struggled with and I don't, you know, I, I was chatting somebody around uh, on the race and they're saying, oh, you know, that can be if you, if you haven't got your electrolytes, right? Uh, okay, um, yeah. So I didn't know if I was like underdoing it or, you know, not hydrating myself enough for how yeah. much food I was eating, um, but that was something that really um, challenged me. Um, so I made sure like, I, I first found that on, I can't remember if it's Ironman or Rat, but uh, anyway, I, like in, in a previous race, I found it. So I made sure I took my rings off and, you know, didn't have any of my hairbands on that I'd normally be wearing uh, just to sort of restrict that kind of like, um, you know, pressure feeling, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So let your yeah. hands swell if they were going to swell. And, yeah, yeah exactly. Not feel so, any pain from that. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just yeah. be fat hands, yeah. Lizzie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. if you blow up a uh, little glove, a yeah. polythene glove, and, yeah, a bit like that. <laughs> like those. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like a, quite an, indi yeah. an individual thing that a lot of other yeah. people might find as well. Um, yeah. And uh, did you plan anything about your pace? Because, like, I, like, have this coach that comes on to chat on the channel and we always yeah. do like a gradient profile and yeah, I plan nice. where I should be at each top yeah. of each mountain yeah. and each yeah. bottom and each checkpoint yeah. did you do yeah. one like that to, um, to so plan I'm it I sort of pace myself more thinking about uh, the terrain ahead. Um, yeah. So because it's so varying, undulating, and actually what is underfoot, um, I sort of uh, did it more like, you know, take your time over those difficult passages, um, go at a good pace on the in-betweens, and then, you know, otherwise you're going to be stressed, you're going to be rushing, it's slippery, it's wet, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, and I really thought, you know, if I fall out there, I'm that's me done. I'm not going to be able to race. Um, so I just tried to maintain a really good pace uh, on the flats, on the areas that I could run, um, so that I allowed myself that time and, and sort of alleviated that pressure. 
Yeah, so you sort of like ran when you could run and then you just yeah. completely were like, I'm not even going to try yeah, and exactly. run here because this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> that's really good to know. Yeah, just, just unachievable, you know. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned with the route, like that there was a couple of places already you've mentioned that you were like, oh, left or right, looking for yeah. markers in the sand and all that kind of thing. Did you have yeah. it on a GPX watch or like did you have like the OS app on your phone or anything like that that would help? Um, so I know that people around did so that they, they downloaded bits, but uh, because it's somewhere that I've walked somewhere that I know really familiarly I didn't worry about that kind of thing but actually in hindsight you know you're not in your right mind are you? you haven't started from this point you're going to this point so I think that'd be really helpful um you know a lot of people come down like yourself and come down to the area to do the race it's the kind of thing that um you know without it you you might find really challenging yeah yeah I think I'll definitely yeah. get that OS map yeah. app on my phone so I can refer yeah. to it yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it's quite a self-sufficient race isn't it there's no checkpoint on the 50 miler until at 20 miles at St Ives did did you yeah. have a crew because I'm just wondering I can probably carry all the food but what about the water yeah yeah no my so my sister and my husband uh they were my pit crew for the day uh, and they cool. were brilliant so I had um absolute must like I love having a fizzy drink so whether it's um a LucasAid original or I really like coca-cola as well um something salty so crisps I have as well so they were brilliant for um topping me up um we also I really like to use something called active seven I don't know if you've heard of it okay, but it's like okay. a spray on massage it's quite natural oh. so I really like it um and it's got sort of that deep heat effect um but it's you know like a small canister that you can spray so it's a little bit more practical for uh, on an active day like if you're out on a race or whatever it might be a crossfit competition whatever um it just sort of sits a bit better with me um so i really like that uh, and i've also got um a therapy gun you know okay. the portable ones that you can that you can use so yeah, i was like yeah exactly so little niggling areas that you can you can do so um in the past I've sort of struggled with my hip flexors um so that is something that I knew I was going to struggle with so making sure I could stretch having something that I could uh, use for massage if I absolutely had to um so yeah so it is very much uh, you need to take care of yourself but you know just like everybody you've got friends along the way who are going to help you out yeah okay so yeah. where Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did they meet you then? Are there set points that the crew can meet you? Um, yeah, so there are obviously, um, particularly, you know, because it's being such a long race and because it's along such a, a stretch of coast path, it's not like a round and round thing. Um, they were finding places where they could stop with a car park. So um, for like if, if people on the podcast are going down or if you're thinking about where are they going to meet me, um, National Trust are really good at advertising their car park. So they're quite good ones to link up with along the way. Um, and I remember I hadn't seen them for ages because I was coming across um oh where was it so it, the, I ended up meeting them down near um Pendine um which is like oh, absolutely stunning if you if you're ever going not to run in there's a beach you'd love to go to that's a gorgeous beach to go to um but there's a car park just before there that they met me and it'd been such a long stretch where I hadn't seen anybody uh, and there'd been some really difficult passages like um there's a bit where you come off the coast path drop onto the tarmac run up a great long hill and then you're back on um and that's you know just so um going from that softer ground yeah. onto that tarmac just feels like oh, awful so you, you think it'd be nice to have a bit more parchment but actually it was really really horrible so that had been a really challenging stretch uh, and then I came up over the mining um land and, and up to Pendine and I saw them and I was just like oh my god I'm so relieved to see you you know <laughs> you just feel like safe don't you You're like oh, finally there's somebody here someone to talk to and just like offload like what's happened in the last passage and and you know get a little top up of everything so that was yeah so nice, oh, really nice. what kind of mileage was that yeah. then uh what would that be 20 St Ives so that is before then 
15 18 maybe okay so 15 yeah. or so miles yeah 15, 18 miles yeah yeah okay. so yeah because I'm just wondering if it's yeah. possible to do it without a crew because hey. I don't so it's one of my students <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> I don't really have yeah. um anybody that can go down with me so I don't yeah. have a crew um and then I yeah. thought oh maybe I can just pilfer some water yeah. off some other people's crew yeah. but I don't know who yeah. will be there at the same time as me so yeah I don't I know mean, if people take really spare like... water yeah, no, as you go along, there are people and, and you know, like like my guys were, they're saying, you know, does anybody need anything? What what what, oh, what, what can cool. I help you with? And I think that's a, a bit of a, a runner's way, isn't it? And, and definitely a Cornish way to be sort of looking out for others and, and you, know, care, you know, it's a mega day, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. I think um, as you go along, there are people supporting. Yeah, okay. So yeah. do you think I could get some water off some other people, yeah. perhaps? Do you think they would yeah, have water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely okay. definitely okay yeah I won't worry about it's, that it is a good turnout it is a good turnout yeah okay yeah. cool and so yeah. um so you said your training went um went kind of reasonably well but you always feel like you could do yeah. more how did you yeah. feel standing on that start line yeah um so my friend he can be a bit tough love and he is like you know you've not put the miles in you're gonna struggle da 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 and I was just like do you know what even more so like screw you I'm gonna be fine but there was that sort of niggle in the back of my mind of you know I've done my 33 34 whatever it was um you know I need I really need to be able to push on and get through this and sort of like saying to myself you know walk as much as you need to walk um you know it sounds really negative but I was like what is the lowest pace that I've got to travel at mm -hmm. to be able to get myself over the line yeah um and I just sort of like kept that in the back of my mind you know I had I had a watch on so I was like what is the minimum pace I need to be able to do and I think it was like 20 20 miles an hour or something like that um uh to get through your cutoffs and to make sure that you finish oh, yeah. in time like so 20 um, minute and, miles I think yeah 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 so so I was like I was like as long as I'm moving at that pace even over these slow sections where mm -hmm. I know I've sort of got time in the bank because I've gone faster on the other bits um you know even over those challenging passages like make sure you are going your 20 minutes and you're not sort of sitting back and uh, and sort of thinking, you know, it'll be all right, I'll speed up because you never know, do you? You don't know what your energy levels are going to feel like on the day. Um, and you sort of hope that your sort of endurance uh, training is going to carry you through and like those good feelings are going to carry you through, but you just don't really know, do you? Yeah, no, you have no idea. Yeah. And so how, how did it go to the first checkpoint? Did you have like any highs and lows um, before you got um, to St Ives? Yeah, so I had I ended up with my knee really inflamed, oh. um, and and that was I was just like, oh my gosh, is this gonna sort of put me out? So that was really hard, and like because of that, like as I was coming down the hill, I could really feel it with every step. That jarring on my knee was just such a challenge. Um, but I knew that at St Ives they had um, their I think it's called Omega. Um, but they're just a group that really support on things like that. So I knew that there were going to be physios there. Um, and funnily enough, uh, someone that checked me over was a person that lived in my village. Oh, <laughs> so that lovely. was really nice as well, just to be oh. able to be. And he said, you know, this is it's, it's muscular. It's not going to be like yeah. long lasting damage. You know, if you want to carry on, you will be OK to carry on, uh, like with the injury as it is now. So yeah. I was like, oh, really you know, got to do this. Yeah, got to do this. So, yeah, yeah. it was good. Totally yeah. reassuring. Oh, Sorry, there's they a, your kids a in really the upset child. Not my child, but oh. I'm like, you know, it's that maternal thing of being yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought it might okay. have been your kid and I thought you might have needed no, to just go for my, a minute. <laughs> no, my my lovely mum is looking after them, so oh. I'm off the hook for a minute. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much to your lovely mum. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So, you, so you had a bit of a, an injury going on. Um, how were yeah. your feet during the race? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really, really sore. So um, <laughs> I ran in hockers. Uh, and I love them you know the cushioning on them I think it's fantastic and I just feel like that for my sort of foot I know that everyone everyone sort of sits something differently but um for me I absolutely love them and I feel that they're great for me um so uh, uh so yeah so I run in hockers um but even then you know that inflammation of that that friction on your feet um I did end up with some really nasty blisters and I lost three toenails oh, no. <laughs> so that didn't look great this summer <laughs> um but yeah so they they have come back to me now but yeah they they went really really awful um so I lost three toenails uh, the next day I absolutely could not walk so um my in-laws live over the road uh, so my husband carried me over there because I, I, I was like, I actually just can't do this. I just, yeah. So I, he did like bridal style, carried me over oh, the road. So I'm a big fry up with them. Yeah. yeah, it was really great. Oh. It was it was so nice. 
um yeah and my sister she's a great auntie to my kids so um uh, she took the kids for a couple of hours and oh. yeah it was it was just like that break that you need isn't it yeah. so yeah, yeah that was really that's good. what I think you like you yeah. don't you need childcare on the day of the actual race but yeah. then like after the race you yeah. also need a day of childcare as well yeah definitely <laughs> well definitely. if not two um yeah <laughs> I can so, be because, here but I can't run around yeah. with you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and I th- like because my feet got a bit wet as well like I know that added to it yeah um so that was something at like pit stops so I was like I really need to change my socks like mm-hmm. keep on top of it um I had spare socks in my bag and I don't know if you do this but I put some talcum powder in my socks as oh, well I haven't done um, that before so I've I know got this that, yeah trench stuff I haven't actually used oh, yeah. it before um, I yeah. really shouldn't probably just use it for first time race yeah. day so I need to start yeah. using that yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah something give like it, that give it a trial yeah yeah um so yeah I find that really good like really absorbing um and the other th- uh, something that got recommended to me by a friend actually uh were socks that you can get that have uh toe toe oh, yeah, holes, the toe in holes in so they yeah. don't yeah so I don't know if you've ever had this um yeah. where like a nail from the other foot will really rub and things like that yeah and um, so that just eliminates that altogether and I know some people find that a bit funny don't they like toes in different <laughs> holes and stuff but I really it's like, like them. a glove really good. Foot. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I really like them oh cool I really like yeah. them too I love the idea of them but yeah. then if I'm in a shoe yeah. which is pushing my yeah. toes together as it is yeah I find that the yeah. sock exacebates that problem yeah. because it's made oh, really? it made it kind of bigger it's made the yeah. whole foot bigger hasn't it so then it the squishes toe, it together yeah. even more so I go yeah. for really wide toe box shoes now so that's, oh, that's working for me now I've tried like so many yeah. different ones so many different insoles and socks is um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um but back to you so we have a question from yeah. peter who yeah. wants to know um how do you do it it must be so mentally challenging when you're chasing those cutoffs like did you know yeah. that you were going to be chasing the cutoffs i suppose because you've said the training didn't go as planned you knew yeah. that you would kind of be at that point but how yeah. was it in your mind like going oh god i really need to get to st ives at this time yeah yeah i mean in some ways it can be positive because you're like you know fantastic I've made it and that kind of like spurs you on um like the attrition rate it's funny to say use the word to to describe because it is the arc of attrition so no surprise (laughs) Um, but the attrition rate is relatively high um so you know every time you're making it you're like okay fantastic you know I've not I've not been knocked out this round like I keep going I keep going yeah a bit like squid games yeah exactly so in some ways it's really good because it draws you on and in other ways it's like oh my god am I going to achieve this yeah um but I think because like because I decided I was going to do it I'm like I'm 100% completing this like more so you know I'm a my my daughter was about 18 months at that point and then um I've got friends being like you haven't trained enough and like they're dads so you know dads have a different role sometimes and I'm like those dads definitely have a different role in their household um so I'm like you've got no idea like I I can do this I'm going to show you kind of thing so um in my head it was like that it's like I know that I can do this I've been through really challenging things before like I'm going to push on I'm going to get this done um so uh, so that was like my driving factor all the time. I'm looking down at my watch and being like, right, I've got to travel at X miles an hour to to get past this point. Um, and every time you achieve it, it's just like, you know, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make it. Oh, well yeah. done. You sound so, like yeah. a really um, positive person, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> I suppose the great thing about that, well, I don't know the great thing about the arc. It's only got mm. two cutoffs really, hasn't it? It's got St. Yeah. Ives at 20 miles where there's yeah. a checkpoint there. Yeah. And then it's the end. So, so yeah. which is 15 is, and a half There is Goodreevy. Goodreevy is well um so when you get to uh so once you've gone uh through hale uh, past Gwydion, uh you get to Goodrevy Head and that was the one where we were really close I think we're about oh, a six there. minutes yeah and we're as this is like as you're coming through the dunes and I'm like as, you know we're starting to feel like we're getting lost and I'm like oh my god if we don't get to Goodrevy at that point yeah. like this is going to be a nightmare so it's like sort of thinking get yourself to higher ground like see where the sea is see where because once you're down in the dunes like yeah. if you're not someone that lives coastal you probably can't imagine but um like once you drop down into a dune and you just cannot can't see around see. you it's yeah. so you're just like oh and um, so we're like constantly like get to higher ground get to higher ground um and see where we are so yeah yeah and um my husband had just dropped me off this chicken and avocado sandwich and I was just Lovely. like oh my god this is heaven um <laughs> so I was like running with that and I was like even this sandwich is gonna have to go away like nothing takes precedence yeah. over getting to where we need to be yeah. so it would be so, so yeah. frustrating to like yeah. dnf be- yeah. and or get timed out because of navigational yeah. rather than the whole yeah. training like you couldn't train enough yeah. this so yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah um so that can that that is a massive factor in this one yeah 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 and so l- coming on to the very easy 
reason that we've got you onto this podcast in the first place. Yeah. Um, it is celebrating people coming last. When did you find yeah. out? And like, when did you realise, oh, I'm in last place here? Yeah. Um, so I think it was not long after that. So there were, so, you know, we'd gone through St. Ives. So I know that a load of people were cut off there because I'd gone ahead of them and I was maybe... I don't know, half an hour, maybe more, 45 minutes. Um, and I knew that there were loads of people behind me. So I was like, I know that a load of people have been cut there. Yeah, then we got to Kedrivi and yeah, and I, I know that they were saying, because, you know, they keep a track of who's where and everything else. And yeah. um, I know they were saying, you know, these are the last few through the checkpoint at this point. Yeah. Um, and there was like two two people that had come down, uh, a couple, um, and they were in the dunes with me. And then there were two guys ahead of me. Um, and I worked with them for a really long period. So we were like, um, like power walking, just talk. I think they were like neighbours and they, you know, both got into running. So they decided to come down together. There. Um, so I, wa- I walked a lot of North Cliffs with them. So coming from Gadrivi, like along North Cliffs and getting towards uh, Portreath. Uh, and then I got to the point where I was like, I couldn't do that sort of phase of walk, run, walk, run anymore. Yeah. I was very much like power walking stage and just like getting through, going through the motions and um, getting it done because uh, I was really struggling at that point. And I like knew that these steps were coming for me. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I was just like, you know, putting that mental game ahead and being like, I feel like I physically can't do this, but I, I know that I can. Kind what of kind thing. of mileage is that then? Um, is that, that about 45 miles or um, something like that? Yeah, so that'll be how far out of there? Yeah, I think that's about right, 45, 46, because um, that's like the last uh, big village before you get to um, before you get to Porth Tower. Okay. Um, so I was, I was like coming through there. So they, they went on ahead and I was like, I didn't know for definite that I was the last person, mm-hmm. but then the sweepers come through okay. and that's when I knew. So they were like, but they also couldn't help me so they can see me like looking around going where am I oh, going no. now and they're they like can't help they, you. they can't help you oh, and so really yeah mean. So I know and it feels like that when you're exhausted and you're just like just tell me like yeah. just nod no one needs to know no. but <laughs> yeah what, but like you get it as well why like shouldn't it's... they help you anyway <laughs> yeah I know I know yeah. it, it feels frustrating doesn't it but yeah. that's like you know uniform across the board you've got to be self-sufficient and yeah, all the rest of it yeah. so I was like right just Understood. I was like you know hit and hope let's go um so that's when I realised. And then I got to the bottom uh, in Port Tower. And so um, you come down like the road. And I knew that up to the eco park, you go like along the road and then you like snake up and up and up through a load of gauze. Um, and I knew that was going to be hell on my knees. So I got to the bottom. Uh, my torch battery had run out. Oh, and I was just like, I was like, I know the area, so I know I can do it. But at the same time, you just feel so, co- it's like, it's cold. Um, it's because it's January, it's cold, it's dark, nobody else is around. Um, and so it, it does feel like isolating. And, you know, you do feel like, you, you know, you've got to the end. You really have got to the end of your, um, like, sort of ability there. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I got to the bottom in Port Tower and I, my husband was there. I started crying. I was like, I don't care about finishing. Like, just put me in the car. Like, I have to go home now. Um, and we rounded the corner and he was like, OK, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't want to do that, but if you want me to, I will put you in the car and take you home. Um, and when but was this, forty-eight miles? Or <laughs> Literally, something? yeah. Uh, I think it's even less. I think it's. I think I had like half a mile or a mile to go. Oh no! And I was like, I was like, I just can't. I was like, I can't do this. And then he goes, okay, but your nieces are there and they've been waiting for you for hours. So just be prepared that they are here to cheer you on. And they'd made this enormous sign. Like I'm not joking you. Not like not like a Hollywood little cute like go Lizzie it was like go Auntie Lizzie you're amazing we love you and I'm just like please don't do this to me so they're (laughs) standing there by the unicorn pub where they've been with their parents like waiting for me to come through and I'm just like in tears and I was like I'm gonna have to do it for them yeah (laughs) definitely and so I'm like then snaking up and down um and I get to the top yeah you're just like up and down this gauze and I can hear at the top at the top of the eco park I can hear it so I know I'm getting closer and closer and I can start to see lights um and I hear them over the tannoy going we're waiting for our last competitor now like Lizzie Hughes waiting for her to come over the finish line um you know she's got she's got x number of minutes to get here like I'd really hate to be the person that decides whether she cuts off or not and I thought you're not gonna have to because I'm gonna make it um and I crossed the line with a minute and a half to spare so I'm just like yeah "Yeah." a proper yeah and I hugged the uh organizer I can't remember her name I can't remember her name um but I hugged her and I was like I'm so embarrassed I feel so embarrassed like because you know coming through last she was like don't you dare she's like get a few photo taken and we're going to talk about this in a minute and she was just you know so supportive and she was just like you've done an amazing job like thank you you know we're so proud of you all all the good stuff 
and just made me feel really positive so that was lovely brilliant so initially when you crossed the finish line you felt sad because of the last place but then you were helped yeah Yeah, exactly and then like you look back over the race and you're like you know first last whatever what a flipping race and also like you think of all the people that have put in all that training and they weren't able to finish um or they weren't able to meet through the cutoffs and you're just like actually you know that is amazing and and what you've achieved is fantastic so yeah yeah, after the initial oh my god everyone's looking at me I've come last um after that point you know it was great yeah but you know what I think everybody um does look at the person that's come last with a huge respect I I think that people you know like on all you know we organize a local race here the the Valentine's Day k um everybody all the like the first place athletes everybody if there's the people coming last like the last five people or so they are like yeah they all turn out they're all like lining the last bit and they're cheering and the person's coming over crying because you know it's probably the longest they've ever run in their lives or they've just just, you never know what's happened like people have been coming back from cancer or they've you know they've just had this first race after they've had a baby and it's just incredible and and it's just it's i just think it's it's not it's like you can look at it and be like oh I came last but it's not really coming yeah. last because you've yeah. beaten all those people that couldn't even make it yeah. and DNF'd and yeah. also anyone yeah. who didn't even enter the race so yeah it's exactly. not, not really exactly. last place is it yeah. no <laughs> yeah Far- fastest loser yeah fastest. <laughs> that's my, yeah that's my friends are joking with me but Excellent. you know and I think it is like like you were saying then you know you never know what people are coming back from um and it's just amazing what your body can do and, and what your mind can get you through yeah and really are, you, fantastic. are you proud of it now yeah definitely um and I just feel like you know it's something that I'd definitely like to do again um but you know the preparation the time that needs to go into it and all the rest of it it's not a good time for me now um you know I've had a I've still obviously I've still got my children um <laughs> still, um, as, in as much need as ever um and then uh, I've had a, a change of role at school as well so I'm a I'm covering a maternity and I'm being ahead of year oh, um wow. so that's a massive job so it's not yeah. you know now's not a good time but it's uh, you know something that I would love to do again um, and to see if I can better myself like especially on that course um, mm. you know there are other ultra runners there and they were saying you know this is this is so challenging and, yeah. and it really is yeah. and, and an amazing feat really to to get through it yeah yeah definitely yeah. so is there anything like if you do go for this again in a couple of years time yeah. is there anything you would do differently like a bit of advice to anybody do, what would I like to do, do differently? that differently um, what would I like to do differently like either in yeah, the training think... or the race yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to do more training um, and I'd like to practice the different sections again. So things that I thought that I'd be OK on and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, bits like that. Um, I think, you know, r- um, all of the, the mining sections where it is really, really loose underfoot. Yeah. Um, just sort of like thinking about how I'm going to pace that differently. Because I didn't really account for that when I'm thinking about, you know, I'm going to have to go slow over these sections. I didn't really think of about uh, not just the terrain but actually like what you're experiencing underfoot mm-hmm. um I didn't really account for that so I think that's a lot of what sort of held me up as well um yeah I mean I think in terms of fueling it and and drinking a lot I think I really nailed that um but you know that's something that people can get easy quite uh, get done really quite easily but um yeah so I think that was I'd maintain the same um I think maybe I'd think about changing shoe okay. which uh, someone said to me about because you you know there is um there's a lot of coastal path um but it's hard to choose a shoe that's going to be appropriate all the way through um and I think even so much as you're getting pressure on different parts of your feet Mm -hmm. um so you're not it can feel like quite in case can't it when you're running uh, and you're feeling pressure like I I really get it on the sort of edge of my foot so to be able to um change into different trainers um for that I think would really help as well um and I know a friend of mine did that so he used um a different bit for more of the coast path and then when we came into the bits that were more climbing he had um tighter shoes um so yeah that that sort of suited him so Ah, changing actual shoes so not just changing shoe for the next race but having your crew have a different shoe for you like on the route oh I do know I've never done that on a 50 mile yeah, that sounds like a really good idea yeah yeah like yeah. not just changing <laughs> I think socks because well, they're wet and sweaty yeah exactly yeah um, so it's something that I was like oh that's that won't be of interest to me but actually yeah. in hindsight I think I would do that yeah, yeah. okay yeah. cool oh that's really interesting yeah um that sounds really cool um yeah so, so you would do it again so we've answered that question yeah. um yeah it's not completely taking me out of the picture yeah. <laughs> um have you got any other races um any trail running or ultra running races booked for 2024 uh, or anything no, that's so... on your bucket list uh, not for this year, um, but I've got a, ra- a friend who's just, uh, he did his first race, I think it was October, 
Um, so I'd really like to support him. So the next one I do, I'll definitely do uh, do uh, his race. Um, so it's a Cornish one again, which is really nice. Um, so, you know, it's my friend's husband. So I'm like, if, if, if anyone's going <laughs> to, uh, you know, entice me back to the course sooner rather than later, it'd be, it'd be that. So, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So is yeah. he putting, are you looking forward to it? Oh, sorry. Is he putting on a looking- race? Uh, yeah, so he's just done it, and uh, they'll do it again next year. So, oh, okay, what's so it I'll called? So I'll do that one. Yeah. <gasps> I'd have to get back to you on that. I can't remember. <laughs> That's really awful, isn't it? It's really awful. It's just another um, Cornish yeah. race. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It sounds yeah. lovely. It sounds like you've got a really great yeah. trail and ultra running scene going on down there. Yeah, um, we are lucky. Yeah, are I can't lucky. wait. I've got some relatives, actually, in Cornwall. So yeah. they, live oh, cool. in, they live in Falmouth, so it's not, yeah, like, beautiful. hugely close. Yeah. Um, but I'll yeah. pop in on them as well, for yeah. sure. Um, uh, I'm I am sure they'll turn out for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the race, but I haven't... Sorry. I haven't. My training's just yeah. not gone to plan at all. So uh, yeah. my now yeah. training plan is to walk five miles a day because I just... Every time I start training, I get a cold again. So this is really not a good time of year. Oh, I love you. <laughs> to train yeah, but yeah, I'm coming definitely. anyway because all the terrain yeah. that you've talked yeah. about it sounds like my ideal yeah. cup of tea I love it when you can't yeah. run <laughs> it's like I'm not yeah. really an ultra runner <laughs> I'm an yeah. ultra hiker <laughs> so yeah. it sounds brilliant I can't nice. wait for the views Cornwall's yeah, absolutely definitely. stunning the cliffs yeah. the, the bays the sandy beaches the headlands yeah. the beautiful yeah. sea and the sunset and all this and yeah, yeah. it, it sounds absolutely incredible so we've yeah. just got a few quick fire questions for you okay before we end the broadcast um before we just recap on the sponsorship as well um okay. so quick fire questions do you like oh you've already answered this but flap, <laughs> flapjack or gels flapjack definitely. <laughs> no brainer okay yeah. beer or wine beer excellent my kind of gal um a yeah. kindle or a real book real book excellent um do you like to listen to music on your run or the bird song which we can hear in the background <laughs> yes de- definitely no music just bird song yeah yep. excellent camping or glamping camping i do dv at school so <laughs> get plenty of that under my belt, yeah yep. awesome seaside run or mountain run now this is going to be interesting seeing as you live in cornwall Ooh. yeah so i think uh you know a little bit spoiled so maybe um i'd like to do a little bit more mountain uh, so we love going to the lakes and doing the walking so i think i'd like to try a bit of that yeah awesome and the final question are you would you consider yourself an ultra runner or an ultra hiker ultra hiker <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> fab awesome okay so just before we go this podcast and broadcast is sponsored by knack sports nutrition who make long-lasting energy bars waffles and drinks using high quality sustainable ingredients i will be using knack on my arc of attrition 50 this january so go to knack.com for more information on that and you'll see me scoffing them in my race film that i'm going to make um, so thank you so much, Lizzie. It's been such a great pleasure to chat to you today about the Arc of Attrition 50. Congratulations on your amazing last place. I think it should be massively celebrated and I'm so glad that you are proud of it now. Thank you so much. That's really kind. I've enjoyed being on. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for all your advice. It's been brilliant. <laughs> Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 